Moncrief on News Talk with Avant Money. Money when you need it with Avant Money credit cards. Avant Card DAC trading as Avant Money is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Uh, time for Tell Me Why. Graham Finlay joins us uh, once again. Today's question is What is democratic socialism as opposed to social democracy? Mm, interesting mm. one, Graham. Uh, the 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 Labour Party. I suppose we could start there. Are they a socialist party? Or are they a social democratic party? Well, or d- does it depend on who you're asking? Well, yeah, I've been asking people, but only mostly my friends who yeah. are political philosophers in the Labour Party, uh, and uh, so they might get a skewed view about this. But uh, I think it's a genuine question. The in the United States, uh, there's the Democratic Socialists of America who in other times would have been shunned and probably put in jail, but now are strangely popular. And you have people like Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez calling themselves democratic socialists. Mm. Um, but it, but you, when they... But like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here, but, but anything I've ever heard Bernie Sanders say wouldn't sound out of place coming out of the mouth of a social democrat in Europe. It's just it seems communistic by American standards. And this is the question, right? So whereas democratic socialists, apparently, this is what they say, right, want to get beyond capitalism. They want to overcome capitalism and have a new way of organizing society, right? Mm. And this could take lots and lots of different forms, but they agree with uh, other forms of socialists, maybe more classic Marxist-Leninist socialists or various other kinds of socialists, that capitalism is the problem. You really can't have a free and equal human life within the structures of capitalism. So while they might ally with people who, you know, just really want to improve upon capitalism, you know, they they ultimately do so as a way of moving to some other new way of, of living. And, and and the very great theorist Eric Olin Wright made a whole bunch of different lists of different ways you could overcome capitalism. One is smashing capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. Gone the sort of revolutionary tradition. Uh, and the other one is taming capitalism, which is maybe more of the social democratic position, which is the idea that, you know, you want a certain amount of democratizing of, of social life, of economic life, uh, but largely you want to sort of retain uh, the existing structures of capitalism, just better deals for the workers, uh, better social benefits, more redistribution of income and things like that. And not surprisingly, a lot of these came out of the labor movements, you know, where, you know, unions uh, traditionally really just want better protections for unions, a better deal for their members. You know, they might be comfortable with collective bargaining, well, certain kinds of unions, right, or certain attitudes yeah. towards unions, better collective bargaining within uh, and a fairer society, right? But they're okay with management and unions, capitalist and, and worker, as long as the workers are allowed to organize and are organized, I ideally by themselves, right? And then you've got escaping capitalism, which is the idea of going to some kind of more local, um, perhaps individual way of life going off grid or engaging in small scale barter systems or cooperatives or whatever, which, um, you know, allow you to just get away from big capitalism with all its processed food and stuff. Or and then there's eroding capitalism, which is to try and set up other economic ways of being, which would ultimately uh, outcompete the traditional firm, like cooperatives, like often really big cooperatives, like Mondragon in in northern Spain, uh, you know, which would out you know outperform capitalism because frankly they're better for the people involved. And so why mm-hmm. wouldn't you choose a cooperative over? say, a very large internet-based firm. Sure. Okay, fair enough. Now, I mean, back in the real world for many of those categories, uh, the, the, is, is democratic socialist a contradiction uh, in the sense that socialism means in controlling the means of production, 
which means uh, you can't have a system where every four years you own the means of production and then, you know, you get voted out and we give them all back again. That that would just lead to chaos. So you can't have that form of socialism based on any sort of democracy where you might people might change their mind in four years' time. That is an excellent point, Sean. And indeed, in case you thought you'd turned into the new, you know, the news talk socialist indoctrination hour, <laughs> which I actually am only allowed to host after midnight on a Sunday, you know, either jerks. But anyway, but, you know, if you have qualms about socialism, right, it might, this is for you as well, right? Because yeah. you might say, well, socialism of the, yes, state control and social control of the most basic things about our economic life, you know, the means of production, you know, the materials, the machines, everything, you know, involves a lot of state power. Mm. And you don't want to give the state that much of power because, you know, when the state has been given that much power in the past, it hasn't gone well. Right. And so I think a lot of democratic socialists would turn this on on its head and say, well, you definitely want your socialism to be democratic. Right. Because we've tried state socialism or mm. democratic centralism, as it's often called, um, with the failure of democracy, basically, in, in the Soviet Union uh, under Lenin. So they had the Soviet system, which was just like what Marx sort of wanted, which was all this bottom up of people voting for delegates to their local Soviet, which then send delegates to their regional Soviet, which then get, send delegates eventually to the Supreme Soviet. And all of these delegates were bound to whatever they promised their voters. Uh, you know, they, they couldn't just freelance ideas or change <laughs> yes. their mind, right? Um, and, you know, that that was around for a little while until someone besides the Bolsheviks got elected <laughs> because, you know, running having running a, a, a state under the circumstances of revolution and, and during the transition through the dictatorship of the proletariat to, to socialism can make you unpopular. Uh, mm. and, and so when that happened, you know, the Leninists basically decided, well... The, preserving the revolution is more important. Uh, yeah. and, and so that, that was it for a democracy, to be honest. Um, and they developed a more of a bureaucratic state with all of this state power and a top-down form of central planning in the economy, which, you know, had its problems, uh, to be sure. And, mm. um, and so that's another reason why people are skeptical about that form of socialism. You may not get the information you need to get people what they want, right? No, mm. So you make a lot of really crappy shoes, and there are too many of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, but a lot of, so democratic socialists are like, you know, we really, really need our, our socialism to be democratic. And a lot of people have interpreted, as you do, mm. um, as sort of gradualist, like, you know, well, we'll work away on, on improving things, and then, you know, maybe we'll start making things a little more social socialist here and there, and then suddenly people wake up, and there'll be socialism. You know, <laughs> and it'll have snuck up on them, and it will be, we'll have done it democratically. We'll done it, have done it through the, the parliamentary process. But even revolutionary socialists, um, and we have, you know, what I really like about this issue is, um, you know, they, they, they exposed some of the intercommunications of, of sort of uh, the hard left in Ireland, right? The former socialist party. You know, Paul Murphy was talking about being influenced by Trotsky of, you know, never going into alliance with these soft left-wingers and just striking, you know, to disrupt the state as if this was some kind of gotcha, right? I mean, <laughs> which is, I first, I love the fact that they're talking about socialist theory and, and not about, you know, I don't know where to go for, for a pint afterwards, uh, <laughs> unlike other political parties, I assume, right? Uh, but also, right, it's not like they're hiding it. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you yeah. go to the website of the socialist party, for example, I couldn't find it for people before profit, if you get in touch, people before profit, if you want to add that to your website. But they say we are a revolutionary socialist party, right? Uh, so they're not hiding it. Okay. Uh, 
But when but, they say revolutionary, they don't mean... Well, they want to disrupt and smash capitalism, yes. right? Yes, okay. Um, and, yeah. and you can decide what that involves. So that yeah. involves a lot of, if you're Paul Murphy, who's a very interesting guy, a lot of work in the streets and demonstration as much as going into the doll. Sure. But, you know, as long as after the revolution you don't go down the, the Lenin route, uh, right, you know, uh, presumably that could be a democratic socialism, socialism as well. You'd want to be democratic well, on, on the Socialist Party website, where they say they're anti-capitalist and they want to smash capitalism, great, fine, fantastic. Is there a detailed section then as to what happens after we've smashed capitalism? That's a really good question. I didn't look at the whole site. And remember, yeah, the Socialist okay. Party has morphed into people before profit. Um, I mean, there is, uh, you know, you'll remember yourself from interviews you've done over the years, right, that there is a sort of attraction to the five-year program, uh, the new economic program of, of Lenin, mm-hmm. among certain now currently not in the doll uh, candidates uh, of, of, of people <laughs> before profit. Uh, you know, I think if you ask them, and again, they've thought about this a lot, right? One thing mm. socialists do is they do think about this stuff a lot. I mean, they think about the immediate problem. But yeah, their their usual response would be, we need to own in the public, in whatever form it has, needs to own the all the things which need to be at scale. Railroads, banks, yeah. energy companies, um, the bins, things like that, right? You know, those need to be owned by the public. Now, what form that takes when we when we overcome the the tremendous attempt of of big private companies often global private companies to make money off all of these services which should be serving the public this is the socialist idea right not profits for shareholders who may not even be in this country right mm. you know that's the answer they have and i i mean i think one of the questions you should ask your local revolutionary socialist is what safeguards there will be on abuse of that power after after those things happen but even that's grand. It's all written down. They have a t- chat about it in the pub. Four people vote for them. The, the, like, but the, the real politique for them, for the Social Democrats and for the Labour Party, is that ultimately they have to come to some sort of accommodation with capitalism. They have perhaps, and the best they can hope for in the short term, maybe even in the long term, is to mitigate the, the, the very worst effects of, of capitalism. Therefore, they're really, they might say they're not, but in effect, they're all Social Democratic people. Yeah, well, I mean, no, the idea is the goals are different. Perhaps like social democrats might accept that the market really just has a rule and in fact maybe even a capitalist form of the market. I mean, even under Mar- even according to Marx, if property loses its class character, if it ceases to be bourgeois capitalist form of property, you know, you can, you know, it might be okay. Money could even be okay as long as it's so it could be okay as you have you own your house, right? You spend money on food, right, at your local cooperative or whatever, right? You know, that might all be okay um, as long as giant entities don't control the vast majority of our economic life. So, uh, you know, and again, I'm not saying that the Labour Party is not interested in this. I mean, there are still mm. members of, of the Socialist International, right, which the even more non-threatening New Democratic Party in Canada has actually opted out of. And the goal of, of the Socialist International is international socialism, right? Okay, It'll surprise yeah. you, you know, which is the overcoming of capitalism. I think what's the real story here for us is what kind of socialism is Sinn Féin in favor of, right? Okay. Uh, and and that because they're going to be in charge of, of the left coalition, which could very much be the result of the next election, right? Uh, and so um, I think that's an interesting question. What really struck me is that both the Labour Party and Sinn Féin are, are looking for are exposing, exploring something called community wealth creation, I think is, is what, uh, what we're talking about, which is an attempt to take 
our economy and make it more local, which keeps the profits of that in the community, which emphasizes cooperatives, which emphasizes mm. democratic participation in the stuff we buy in our community and, and generally tries to organize our economic life such that it benefits not just Ireland, but quite much smaller communities. And this community wealth model is really, really kind of, it's quite interesting that both Sinn Féin and the Labour Party, and I suspect perhaps people before profit, you know, could converge on that as a way of both subtly transforming capitalism and, and using our consumption as a way to to tame its excesses, excesses, but also as a way of sort of eroding capitalism, because this this would, in theory, be better for a community, you know, You'll be better off. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep doing it, and you're going to stop ordering crap off the internet. Right uh, uh, under Ivana Bacic is, is, is for the Labour Party is a, a, a turn to the left, to the right, saying pretty much wherever, wherever it was. I'm not, having met Ivana on a few times. Um, I, I, I should ask her next time. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think. I mean, I know the Labour Party has has a right and a left, just like most unions have a right and a left, yeah. and, and so forth. Um, I imagine it's it's the kind of continuity, the continuity. Actually, the continuity Labour Party is the Social Democrats, of course, yeah. capital S, capital D. But uh, you know, the, I mean, I, I suspect it's going to be fairly similar. I'm hoping, and this is just as a person who'd be given uh, a, a transfer to the Labour Party, you know, uh, as a sort of lapsed Labour voter, that they would avoid highly ideological things like the way they punish single parents who are working part time, so that they would get out of the poverty trap of being a single parent. Uh, and that was highly ideological and was very much not the logic of, of socialism. And, and so I'm, I'm hoping that they've learned from that mistake, that mistake and I think there, there's some sense that they have, that they will um, they'll remember that, you know, that a lot of the people who would potentially vote for them would be interested in exploring whether another world is possible. Right. Uh, but, but the Social Democrats in Ireland, they're not socialists. They would say, absolutely, we're not socialists. I don't know. I mean, I, again, uh, I think they're, they're labor gene pool for, for mm. the largest yeah. part. And they'd be the people who would have been attracted to labor back when, when, when there wasn't, weren't two labors to choose from. Right. Uh, so uh, I, think, I think we'd have to ask them. Uh, mm. Again, a lot of this can be fudged if you view the sort of dawn of socialism as being a long time from now. Right. Uh, and so the goal, <laughs> you can say, oh, absolutely, I'm ready for like the local Soviet of Dublin South Central where I live, you know, which is pretty much a Soviet at this point. Yeah. You know, the, to, to be in charge of, you know, the production of, of um, quinoa, right, <laughs> in Dublin South Central or tofu or something like that, which is very much but a isn't thing. That, but yeah, but like this is very middle class socialism. It's socialism for people who can afford it. Well, that's another thing. I mean, and so this is an accusation which has already come up on Twitter about this bit, which is the Labour Party is now a very middle class party. Mm. Uh, and again, I, I again, they, I'm sure they balk at this. I was really struck by how, and this is just the pundit in me, how um, their conflict with public servants like myself, right, cost them pretty dearly on the voting front uh, during austerity. And that is something I think Yvonne is going to have to overcome. Uh, but also, that was a very middle class uh, constituency. Not all public servants are middle class, but lots of us are. And and so, I, you know, I, I think we don't want to sell the, the working class as short. Working class people um, and workers, all workers, aspire for all sorts of good things uh, and, you know, good things to eat, good things to do. They want leisure time with their kids. They want parks to go do that in. I don't see whether, I mean, I think writing it off as middle class um, is, you know, is to, to, to make, suggest that everybody 
who isn't middle class is a certain kind of way. So I I don't know. I think that the social. No, but I suppose mean, there may be, but they are open to the accusation that actually they're quite insulated from uh, um, from the people who suffer most in our society, the, the people who are suffering most now during. Uh, uh, during this inflationary period we're having. And that's why I think if you're a socialist, you've got to first and foremost focus on the least well-off people in society, the people who are like single parents in austerity, really under the cosh for whom a tiny cut in their benefits is a huge difference in their Mm. actual income. Uh, and, 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 you know, when we think about those people, I think we should be focused on empowering them to get what they want and need to raise those children, you know, which by which they are defined as single parents in ways which are the best for the child, the best for them, which allow them to spend time with their children, which allow them to grow and and develop their skills and to to be there and and not to focus on on making them fit into what is a pretty capitalist view of 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 the role of labor. Yeah. uh, The Green Party or the Green Party. A socialist party. That is a great Obviously, there's a left and a right there as well. Well, that's it. And, um, you know, the Green Party, I think, and again, here's my advice for free, is they're going to have to choose, right? They they can, they can (laughs) eat, they can, they can move into that space and do very well because they have green credentials, which a lot of these socialist parties, which have a technocratic background in some cases, right? Where, you know, you know, if you, if you want to create jobs, you take those mountains. Someone actually said this about a place in Vancouver, which Marxist, a, a communist central planner from Russia, as was, you know, move, take the mountains and you fill in the, the fjords, right? <laughs> Both creating labor and arable land. But, uh, you know, so you do, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but, you know, the Green Party's commitment to, to a green eco-socialism, um, they've got the eco part down, and I think they should probably go for a certain kind of social democratic or evolutionary form of left-wingism, even though Green Parties across the world have very, very often been split between left and right. The only thing they agree about is that the environment is important, and, and they often have quite different economic solutions. But I think it's time for them to choose a side. Yeah, and, uh, you know, less talking about the duration of your shower and maybe more concentration on who has a shower and who well, doesn't here's have one. A, yeah, here's a really good thing they could do. They could really, they got suckered in the in the program for government by not having a form of carbon tax, which gave carbon tax back to people who were on low incomes, mm. such that it, you know, so the carbon tax would be there, uh, but it wasn't going to hurt people, but it would give them the incentive to to live a more sustainable lifestyle because then they'd be able to retain more of the the carbon tax, which was given to them. So this cap and share approach wasn't adopted in the program for government. And I think the the, the Green Party lost a chance to, to, to occupy this space. Graham, thanks a million. As ever, uh, Graham Finley there, uh, of course. Uh... Moncrief on News Talk. With Avant Money. Money when you need it. With Avant Money credit cards. Avant Card DAC trading as Avant Money is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.